Welcome to the Rhonda Grant Show with your host, Rhonda Grant. If you believe that there is more to life than what you see right now and you want to find out more, listen in as her guests share their journey and their extraordinary experiences. Now, here is your host, Rhonda Grant. Welcome. I'm so pleased that you have joined us. My name is Rhonda Grant, and you may access all of my podcasts at rhondagrantauthor.com. The gorgeous theme song for the Rhonda Grant Show is Sun on the Water, composed and performed by John Park Wheeler. My guest today is Donna Fitzgerald, who is co-author of Creative Healing Through Transformation, Conversations with My Soul. On Amazon launch day, which was January 26th of this year, Donna's book ranked number one in death and grief, number one in stress management, and number four in self-esteem. Donna is a contributing author of two Daring to Share books, Eight Brave Souls Sharing Their Authentic Road Trip, and There to Hear with a Chapter on Calm by Diana Ryers. Welcome, Donna. Thank you, Rhonda. I'm glad to be here. Thank you. Well, it's so exciting to have you on our show. And you know, Donna, before the pandemic, you and I had a quiet lunch at a local restaurant where we discussed the power of journaling. You talked about the power that journaling gave you while you were your husband's caregiver and voice. I think that a great many people have survived their trials by telling themselves their stories through journaling and how they are surviving it. How has journaling helped you, Donna? Oh, that's a really good question, Rhonda. Journaling for me has been my, <clears throat> my foundation really to, to healing, to um, a daily self-care routine that I've been um, practicing for probably since 2001. I was when I first was introduced to journaling. Um, my husband was in the third year of his diagnosis of ALS. He was diagnosed in 1998. And um, my therapist at the time, I was struggling working full-time, raising our family and being a full-time caregiver and uh, suggested that I start journaling. So um, I started journaling 10 minutes a day. And here we are now in 2021, and I journal still every day. And it has truly been what has moved me forward through grief, trauma, change, transition, life-changing. Life-changing. And for your book uh, that you have just released on it, it's just brand new, Creative Healing Through Transformation. The book is really about that, is it? Uh, yes, um, it's, it's really a, um, a depiction of my whole my journey through healing. And it's um, got vision boards, journaling, and then I've um, adapted worksheets from uh, uh, Tana Hemsley, who uh, had created authentic leadership conversations, and I had done these worksheets probably 10 years ago, and um, they were instrumental in finding myself 
through um, journaling and these worksheets because of caregiver burnout and loss of self in, in caring for someone else. And uh, I also include in the book writings from um, not journal entries, but writings when I had moved through probably five or six years past my husband's death when I could articulate and and um, write the uh, reflections of what we had gone through um, in that time. Mm-hmm. And it's 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 such a tender time, um, and it, the the feelings are just so raw when you were going through. Uh, you know, when a loved one is going through what you see them going through, because they actually lose their voice. And um, during that time as well. Yes, they they lose their voice. And um, uh, it's, it's difficult for both because we, we were both grieving different he's grieved he was grieving the loss of um, his abilities to what mobility speech swallowing communication um, I was grieving uh, watching him plus I was grieving the fact that uh, you know our relationship was changing I was um, his spouse wife and then caregiver and then in time it's it's hard to separate being a caregiver and being a spouse and um, working full time. And then I was grieving, you know, the life that we thought we would have. And it was just journaling just gave me an outlet so I could write on paper all these emotions that are going through your mind. And um, I'd never been um, exposed to anyone that had a terminal illness. I'd never been to a funeral. So here I am, you know, I'm watching my husband um disease continue to deteriorate and i knew that he was going to die and i and i and i didn't have anything to to um reflect back on it so it was all new to me and then raising our children it was and then i had to worry and you know trying to keep their lives as normal as possible and and uh thankfully they didn't uh, crash and burn all at the same time so um, you know, I had to be their their support as well. I, I think it's amazing, Donna, the gift uh, that you've been able to give others um, with uh, retaining uh, your journals and being able to actually publish a book uh, to help others. Because this book is actually a book to help other caregivers, isn't it? Yes. Um, when um... COVID happened a year ago. I was, um, like everyone else, um, sitting here at home and uh, thinking, oh my, you know, what can I do to support others? And over the years, um, I've always, I've always had this need or this, this um, feeling within myself that I, to be of purpose and service to others. And over the years, I had supported ALS families and and uh, hospice um, to help those going through grief and loss. And then while I was sitting here last April, um, I had always had this 
desire to write a book about my journey and and uh, what had happened to me and and the growth and what um i've i've experienced and uh it just uh i didn't put pressure on myself i just had this feeling that i knew it would come at some point and um then in the summer, I had this opportunity, a friend of mine, Diana Ryers, who uh, wrote the Daring to Share book, she was adapting Tana Hemsley's worksheets for her authentic writing guide. And I was out for um, a 50k cycle the one day. And that's, I always have inspired thoughts when I'm out in nature. Just a 50k cycle. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Not out for a walk around the block or two. No, 50k. You're working at a lot of stuff in 50k, Donna. I am, and it <laughs> yes. was a, it was one of those days that I was I was cycling, and I thought, oh, well, why can't I adapt those worksheets for caregivers? And oh, yeah. um, and I thought, you know, because I wanted, because I know these worksheets work because I've done them, and I did them 10 years ago, and and uh, and I thought, if I put them in my own words, which is I don't want it to be wordy, or like heavy, and um, because people that are caregiving don't have a lot of energy. No, um, you know that's right. So um, I, I wanted to, I wanted it to feel simplified and um, and easy to to follow, and uh, that you can. This is a book. This is a book that you don't just pick up and read. Um, straight through this book is going to be a tool or um, a companion to you for the rest of your life because um, you can go through the chapters and and when you start doing the conversations of authenticity and self-awareness and and values um, you learn more about yourself and then sometimes you just have to you go through it and then you're going to have to sit with that a while and and uh, journal about it and it may be you know a few weeks or depending on how well you're pro progressing through your own healing or grief and at what stage you you start the journey the journey of self-discovery and um so i just i felt inspired and i thought well i think i'll do this and and i uh contacted Tana and asked her if you know she would mind if I would if I adapted would adapt her worksheets and include some of my writings and she was um, right on board and was uh, gave me um, agreed that that would be a great fit and uh, when I sat down and started writing it just flowed and so within oh gosh well, that was probably June, and it was published, and uh, by January. And who better to put these sheets together and um, and cater them towards what you uh, had not too long ago been through yourself, and you had such a great understanding um, and insight because you lived through this uh really that's the best person to be helping somebody else right yes and 
And in the worksheets, I tried to, when I was um, adapting them, I put um, examples from my own experience within the the worksheets. Um, so I thought it it made it it makes it more personal, and they can understand from where I was on my journey and and with each writing that I put at the end of each conversation, I tried to um, pick a writing that related to the, the conversation that, that the uh, chapter is about. So um, I feel like if you, you don't have to have a facilitated group, you don't have to have like a book club. This book is, um, easy enough to to do by yourself in your own home in your own time yeah when you want to do it when you have the time to do it or the energy yeah. to do it mm -hmm. yes and I would imagine that a lot of your um, writing um, uh, would really resonate with people who are going through the same type of oh I'm yes yeah I'm um, I would, they will, um, my, oh, one of the top reasons for writing this book too is I don't want anyone to end up um, with caregiver burnout, um, which happened to me after four years of full-time caregiving. I uh, found myself sitting on the side of a, a lake um, with a box of books. And I had, uh, I had lost myself in caregiving. I didn't know who Donna was. I knew all my roles in life. I knew, you know, I was a wife, a mother, um, caregiver, uh, an employee, uh, ran the household, taxi driver for the kids. Um, but Donna disappeared, and it was the most terrifying place to be. I, I mm -hmm. often think of it as like, you know, I was like an M&M. I had the shell, mm -hmm. but the center was gone. Mm -hmm. And, you know, um, there's a lot of people who feel that way, is that they do or can lose themselves um, because they're doing so much for others, uh, so much for their children. Um, you know, there's always laundry to do when you get home from work and, and um, dinners to make and lunches to make. And one day just goes into the next and you know four years goes by and you realize that you have got lost along the way yes and and because um there's and that how guilt, do you get there's that guilt piece that's attached to it right you know if i give too much to myself um what what will other people think you know or you know, I should be giving to my family. And it's it's just a. Well, sometimes when you've been given for giving to others for so long, uh, maybe that's where the guilt is. But uh, tell us, Donna, how did you get back from there? How did you get back? Like you said, you you ended up at a lake with a bunch of books and it was frightening. It's um, because you you felt like you needed to find yourself again or find yourself in other people's writing to help you get to who you were? Yeah, I, well, first of all, I started that weekend or that week at the 
um, lake, my husband went into um, on respite at the uh, local rehab hospital for the week. And um, I did. I had a box of books. I had Dr. Wayne Dyer's books. I had. I just went to the library and grabbed some books. So I started reading those. I wrote to 10 people in my life to ask them, this is how um, lost I was, ask them to write what they saw, what Donna, who, who Donna was to them. And I, um, I had my, my siblings and um, my parents were at this cottage as well. And uh, my mom sent back the, I had mailed 10 letters and I had given um, letters to my siblings and my parents that were at the cottage. And uh, my mom sent the letter back with my sister and said, what do you want me to say? So my mom couldn't even tell me um, who I was. So in that moment, I thought, nobody can tell me. I have to find this out for myself. And I mm -hmm. had, and I've always had this little, I don't know if it's a spark or it's a, a, a piece of me that just made a commitment that day to do whatever I needed to do to find myself. And what I, I started to do was started journaling and that was the foundation. That was, that was my, my voice. I could write it out and then, um, I had to make very difficult decisions. I had to realize that I was totally burnt out. I could no longer look after my husband at home full time. So he remained at the rehab hospital from Monday to Thursday. And I'd bring him home Friday till Sunday so I could sleep at least four nights of the week. And because I had gone two years and I hadn't slept through the night because I had to roll him over and hook up his feeding tube and and um so those were the changes I had to start to make and it was terrible um you know telling your husband that he he couldn't come home and then he was angry and I would go visit him and he'd turn his wheelchair around and he wouldn't look at me but he had to adjust to his reality as well and um so I, I just continued. Um, it took time because I need my body needed to rest. Um, I needed to start eating better. Um, I started to exercise. So it all comes down to self care. I had yeah, to. It, and uh, you said you were, you know, you were looking for yourself, but what you realized that there was a spark or, or that there was a light that was still burning inside of you. And that's what makes people make those those changes. And uh, even as difficult as they were, you knew at that time that you had to start taking care of yourself or you wouldn't be any good for anybody. I wouldn't. I didn't even have a choice. Like my inner yeah. light just said, you have to do this. Exactly. Because I, I would not have survived. I, you know, I was burnt out. I. Um, and I had to, I had to be there still for my husband and my children and myself. And um, yes, it was, yeah, there was no, really no choice for me. It was just this, this 
commitment I had to make to myself and mm-hmm. and and so with with your book um with uh, the creative healing through transformation what what message um, I mean you've done a lot of volunteer work you've helped a lot of people over the years to the point where you've received reward um, awards um, in the work that the the volunteer work that you've done and with ALS or, mm-hmm. yeah ALS yes. and so what message uh, do you have for people that are right now, Donna, going through exactly what you went through back then? Well, my message is that um, I want the caregiver to realize that they matter and that um, the caregiver isn't really um, looked at in the care plan for their spouse or loved one that they're looking looked after looking after and um, so this book for me is my gift to them to have earlier in the process of caregiving even if they learn the the journaling aspect of it until they get to a place where they have more space and time to do the personal growth through the worksheets. Um, Because we, as caregivers, we have to live on beyond our caregiving. And if we don't look after ourselves, then, then the, the healing and the, the path through grief is, Hard. And I think it's easier when you know a lot more about yourself and your, you have that relationship with your inner soul, your inner light from doing this work. And lots of times um, the, the caregiver is, um, is invisible. I mean, all of the focus is always on the person who's sick. And sometimes what can happen is the caregiver ends up being sick. And I think that when you journal your experience, it helps you, your, your brain and your body deal with the experience that you're going through. And it's a way of letting go and letting go of the day, like each day, letting go of the day and the experience in order to cope with the next day. Because what happens, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, that the days just go into days and and you get up and you carry yesterday with you. And if you journal what happened yesterday, it's the way of letting go. And it's the way it's a, it's a cleansing really, if you have the energy to do it. And and sometimes caregivers must make themselves do it so that they can go on. But it, and more importantly like that than that, it helps them make a decision of what actually they can do and what they can't do. And it might, if they're letting go of each day, be able to reach out to somebody and ask for help and recognize that um, the, the person who's ill needs to go to respite so that they can take that break and, and have some time, time to themselves. And I think that a lot of time that we spend a lot of our life um, worried about what other people think. And I think there's a saying is that 
you know, until you're 20, you think that everybody is judging you on what you're doing and how you're saying it and uh, where you're going and what you're wearing. And by the time you're 30, you're thinking, well, geez, like hardly anybody's half, maybe those half of those people might be thinking about that of me. And by the time you're 40, you realize nobody's thought about you at all. They've thought about themselves. And you know, we spend a lot of our time thinking that other people are making judgments on us. And there are people who do that. But most of the time, we're our biggest, we are the ones that judge ourselves the harshest, do you think? Oh, that's, that's very true. Yes. Yeah. I'm, um, I think it's it, part of it is we grow up with this sense of wanting to belong and to be um, accepted by everyone and and you know nobody nobody likes confrontation and and well that's because we went to school I mean that's what you learn when you go to school yeah right and then and then and then you get into you know being an adult and then you know um when when health crisis comes into it um it's just your focus is so directed in one one um direction that you lose sight of the other aspects of your life so um you have different values in your life like i have when i'm when i'm at my best balanced self i've got my self-care and i've got my my volunteering and i've got my my work and my family and and then when i was caregiving my focus was strictly on caregiving and and my family and work and then so my self-care my the other aspects of of my life that kept me balanced was out of balance and um, journaling helped me to to regain my voice and to realize that I was so out of balance I needed to make changes mm-hmm. and we don't and we don't take the time to sit and have conversations with ourselves um, you know, we, I, I grew, I grew up, um, looking for the answers outside of myself. And, 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 and people do that though. We, yeah. we, we, uh, we, we look out outside of ourselves for the answers and, um, but in reality, all the answers are within us. They are within us. And it takes, um, many years and a great deal of maturity to, I mean, you can tell somebody that, but it takes a maturity to know where that within is. I mean, I remember Donna uh, reading books and it said to go within, Mm -hmm. go within where, like, where are you going? And, and is it in your heart? Is it in your gut? It's in your soul. And, and, and many people uh, don't have a connection with the soul or when they do find that connection with their inner being and uh, a lot of it is practicing being present we get when people get in touch with their inner being that's where they stop looking for outside uh, for acceptance and they become they step into who they really are and step into who they have come here to be. 
And as tragic of all of that in your life, Donna, you know, do you feel that you were called uh, to do this type of work? I mean, you worked at the hospital for many, many years and your whole career was at the hospital. But through um, the caregiving of of uh, your husband, Cliff, and um, and then going on that 50-kilometer journey and making a decision, do you almost feel, and how quickly that book came together once that message was dropped to you on that, on that mm-hmm. ride, do you feel that you were called to write this book and to deliver this message and to help the many people uh, who are going through this today? I believe that this is my my sole purpose. I have had this um, need, and even even when I had caregiver burnout, and I was um, trying to find myself, I I started volunteering with the ALS Society for nine years, and because it made sense of the journey I had been on. And I just have this sense of purpose and well-being when I support others. And um, I can remember times when I was um, really at my lowest and wondering, oh my gosh, how can I get through this? And But I still had that, um that feeling that there's something more there's something more for me yes um, I, I remember I'm, you saying I'm that going, to me i'm going through this for a reason i've i had to hit i had to be empty rebuild my life so i think so i have the compassion and empathy to support those that are struggling because I've been there and I can sit and give them the space to release what they need to release. I would, I don't have all the answers. I'm not, you know, I can't tell them how to, to um, live or make the changes because they need to do that on their own. But I just love supporting others and that's why this book is so important to me because it's out in the world and it will support so many more people than I could touch just in my own community but in your own community you've gifted many people I mean giving people the space to be and giving the people the space to talk um, you've given many valuable gifts to many people. Um, you know, you have such a tenderness um, about you. And I think it's because you've been through what you've been through. Um, and you have the empathy uh, because you know what that feels like, because you've been there. And it's not been a good place to be. No. And um, the writing aspect of the 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 uh, reflections in the book. Um, well, I write, I journal every morning, but I write a reflection every day as well. And I really believe that 
when I write my reflections, it's, I don't know if you want to call it spirit, the universe. Sure. Um, it's, it comes from somewhere else. It just flows. And when I'm in those moments, um, in the summer, I was out walking a country road with my grandson in the stroller. And I had, I came home and I just wrote and it just flowed. And it was a, a tribute to my husband. Um, because I was on a country road and it reminded me of when our kids were small and how our children now have, you know, they're, at, they're, they're married and I have a grandson and how they appreciate and love the country life, which was so important to my husband. So it was like, it was just this, this kind of full circle moment where I realized my children still have their dad within them, even though he's not here, they've chosen to live in the country. And it's, it's just isn't, a be beautiful thing. Yeah, isn't that wonderful? That's just mm -hmm. wonderful. So before we wrap up the show, Donna, I must ask, I must ask you, mm -hmm. what is the extraordinary discovery that you found in your life? Oh, the extraordinary discovery is that I have a voice. I, yes. I grew up without a voice until I mid, hit my mid-40s, until I started doing, until I had caregiver burnout. And um, that was my catalyst to change. That was my catalyst to doing the self-discovery and the work to find myself. And now I have, and I was sexually abused by my father and when I was a child and this was all awakened as I was caregiving and um, so working all through that I have a voice now and um, um, well you have a voice and you have blossomed Donna I mean look at uh, what you've you've done uh, with uh not only uh, with the other books that you've been a co-author in, but your own um, your own book that you have published. So, I mean, why, what a triumph for you and what a, what a special story that you have. And I know that our guests are going to be able to recognize themselves in, in, in some or all of what we've talked about today. And I really appreciate that you've uh, been my guest on the show. And... Um, and where where can people reach you, Donna? Like if people want to buy this book or take this course, where can they reach you? Um, they can reach uh, me at um, Creative Healing 2019 at Outlook.com. And uh, the book can be book uh, can be purchased on Amazon. It can be purchased at chapters.indigo.ca online, or in the chapter store in Kingston, Ontario, or on my own website, DonnaFitzgerald.ca. Right, and your I'll, own your website. Yes. Yeah, and I'll I'll ship to Canada, uh, like within Canada. Mm hmm. And uh, well, that's wonderful. So uh, you also write a blog on that website, do you, Donna? Oh, yes. Yes. So my morning reflections, I, I've i started, I think, probably for the past month, I've been putting 
my morning reflections on my website. Um, and it reflects on um, how I felt through my grief and my um, healing journey. And they're and they're really good blogs too. I've um, I visited it uh, more than once, Donna, and I've I've uh, also read uh, previous blogs that you have written. And I really encourage people to go to Donna's website, and it's DonnaFitzgerald.ca. Is it Donna? That's correct. Yes, that's correct. Yes, and uh, in the right hand corner there, there's a blog that you can um, uh, follow, Donna on her journey. Uh, she's a really good writer. And um, is the, the blogs are really interesting. I want to thank you, Donna. Uh, thank you for being one of my extraordinary guests, guests on the Rhonda Grant Show. This is Rhonda Grant with the Rhonda Grant Show, author of Magical Forces Within, Extraordinary Discoveries in an Ordinary Life, inviting you to look for the magical forces within yourself today and every day, just like Donna has. Thank you very much. Thanks for tuning in to the Rhonda Grant Show with your host, Rhonda Grant. If you would like to find out more information about Rhonda and her upcoming guests and the work that she does, go to her website, rhondagrantauthor.com. That's rhondagrantauthor.com.